Thank you for listening to this Podcast One production. Now available on Apple Podcasts, Podcast One, Spotify, and anywhere else you get your podcasts. What the f*** is going on? I like to party. Hey, everybody. Welcome back to another episode of the Unwaxed Podcast. Here we are again, shooting in our kitchen. Sophia and I are wearing sweatpants and a nice top. So if you think that we look hot from... Here down, you were mistaken. Just 50% today, 50% effort. But welcome back, everybody, to Unwax with their favorite sisters, Sophia and Sistine Stallone. I'm still struggling yeah. um, to be professional and take this podcast seriously when I'm sitting in my kitchen. I don't know. There's something, there's such a loose element now. I feel like I'm slunching, slouching, slouching, <laughs> staring. Um, a little bit of a weekly update. Mm-hmm. Um, Sophia and I have been recently on the hunt for, for what? what? <laughs> for apartments. Ooh. <sighs> you know, I'm going to say, don't take this personal, but I probably will. I was a little nervous in the beginning to move in with you. You don't think I wasn't? You weren't? You were? Sophia, we fight like cats and dogs. Oh, wait. We do. This is my thing. In the beginning of the year, when the whole COVID thing started and we were processing, like, making this show happen, (laughs) we were like oil and water. We still are, but we were just like... I'll tell you guys why. Because, you know, we have different work approaches. We we approach creative things differently. Uh, uh, writing emails, we say things differently. So it's everything, everything is different. And I feel like we just had this like back and forth all the time. And we just cannot get to a middle ground. And we literally wouldn't even like end the fight. It would just be like, you know what? We cannot fight right now. Let's just, like, <laughs> let's just work. We just work. And so it's always like we would have our, I don't know if you guys have ever had this where you'd be fighting with your sibling and you're just so over fighting that you're like, I'm just going to let, I'm going to push this under the rug. Like, we're not going to have any resolution with this. There's yeah. no, like, winner here. It just, but you don't think that way anymore, right? No. So this is the thing, is that Phew. we have been looking for apartments. I think we both were a little hesitant to find a place together. But lately, we've been so, I think, on the same wavelength. Do you want, I'll tell you why. I kind of, re- I figured out why we've been getting along so well. Because <laughs> it's not that we don't get along. Um, but we have not been fighting. You know, siblings, you always just bicker about little yeah. things. That hasn't been happening. And I think I figured out what it was. I was in bed the other day. It was two nights ago. And we had a really fun night two nights ago. And I was sitting there. I was like, what was the catalyst for us being so nice to each other? I was like, no. <laughs> Sophia and I, as a joke, got into a full-blown wrestling match. But serious. Like, kicking punching in the stomach i was dragging her by the feet across the floor she was sitting on me i I had the dog on her face. dog was eating my face and then i realized like (laughs) maybe that's how we get our anger out we should just wrestle like once a month oh i'm serious i actually like i think we should like physically fight not punching hard yeah but i think that's what it was i think that's what it was because we really got to just like get all of our anger out if this everything. gets if this gets thirty thousand uh listens then i will upload the video because we have a video of it we do have a video of it so. no but i'm so excited now to live here and you know i have to just say spending much more time with sistine there are so many things i'm learning about you like what no I'm not, i don't want to say it but like very personal things i've learned about you and i feel like you've learned about me please tell me one we can cut it no, I, can't. I don't want to say it. I can't say it because it's personal. It's you like can't, but that's that so rude to the listeners. You, you just can't. drop an Easter egg I like that and leave. I can't expose you. I'm really saving your ass if you want to be on it. Like, there's <laughs> no, no, it's just you know, you guys just spend time with your siblings. That's the part. No, sure, sure. but basically, we are looking for an apartment. We're super stoked. And if you guys have ever seen the show New Girl, I was just going to say that. That's the- Oh my God. So basically, if you guys know New Girl, the show, it is so good. Let this be your next quarantine binge. We love the aesthetic of the yeah. apartment. It's like a big loft and, and the roommate situation. The so Sophia walls, and I, like the very care yes. furniture. So Sophia and I are really trying to recreate the show right now. So Maybe we should put it on Craigslist like the show did and we get some new roommates. I don't know. Yeah. So we're looking for an apartment like that. We've got a Pinterest board going, which really means the shit's serious yeah. if you have a Pinterest board going. So yeah, we're really excited. This whole process, yeah. I think 
Um, hopefully you guys enjoy hearing about it and maybe we'll like tell you yeah. a little update every week about, you know, our findings and it's been fun. I mean, every yeah, morning I send you apartments, you send me apartments. We're like, that's too expensive. And <laughs> yeah, just, we're like, we're going to have to pay for this. So yeah. we can't really drop too much, but it's been fun. Been oh, you know what we did the other night that I thought was so funny. Um, we've seen just about every TV show that's come out on Hulu, Amazon, Netflix. I mean, yeah. we've seen so much TV, it's almost disturbing. But we stumbled across um, TLC's show, My Strange Addiction. Will, are you a watcher of this? I have not seen it, unfortunately. I don't have you. TLC. How do you have TLC? This is the age of streaming. Is that like. Okay, it is no, it's on Hulu. Oh, uh, okay. Okay, it's yeah. on Hulu. You need to watch it. These people are insane. There's so basically they're all addicted to something. One is like, I'm addicted to eating my cat's hair. I'm addicted to eating brick. I'm addicted to eating baby powder, like crazy stuff, right? Eating brick yeah. is eating like brick. Yeah. 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 So it's insane. There was one it's, that it's, we it's watched. Insane. It's crazy. There's one that we watched of this woman who is addicted and in love with this what do you call it? like a fair carnival ride like a, a roller coaster at a oh, carnival yeah, yeah, yeah and yeah, she yeah. goes as far as she has an intimate relationship meaning she has sex with a carnival ride and she marries it so that's her husband or her whatever you call it, significant other what the fuck what the fuck right so sophia i was thinking about it on the drive uh, i was driving the other day i was thinking about it. i'm like if you had to go on the show like what would your my strange addiction be Oh, I feel like, oh, it would be gum. It would be gum. I would be that. I feel like if I explain why. Okay, this is the thing, guys. I know this sounds really bad, but I tend to get a little anxious. So when I chew gum, I don't just chew like one piece, I chew like six. No, no, no. She'll chew 11 or 12 at one time. No, no, no. Sophia, what's the most? Pieces of gum okay. you put in your mouth. This one is time. a one time. I had like nine, but that's that. I'd say six is my point limit when I'm really anxious. Eleven. No, Sophia. I did probably as a joke, but I feel like if I had to go extreme with the show, this is what would happen. I would be having thousands and thousands of flavors of gum everywhere. It would just be all these canisters, mm. and so I'd be just chewing gum all the time. And then I feel like I'd be that person. I love my gum so much. I'd stick it on a wall of gum. That would be my strange addiction. I oh, feel like I would I mean, have like a gum wall. That is so accurate for you. Right? Don't you think that would probably But be I'm me? not kidding you. If you're ever out and about and you see Sophia, never offer her your gum because she will chew the entire pack in one sitting. It is so <laughs> what annoying. What would yours be? Wait, can you help me figure that out? I don't know. My strange addiction, probably like bleaching my hair off or... Um, oh, I know what it'd be. It would be biotin gummies. Oh, it would good be one. biotin okay. gummies. Okay. Oh, this is a funny one. Um, this chick has been growing hair everywhere. <laughs> <laughs> I'm like a Sasquatch. She, I, is, she has she, hair sticking out of her stop, nose. Stop, stop, stop. I want any female or male listeners out there. Hopefully, you understand what I'm saying. You know those multivitamin gummies, like Ollie makes them, Nature's Bounty makes them. They taste really good, they right? Taste they taste really good. So the serving size for the amount of biotin that you're supposed to have per day is like 3,000 to 5,000 milligrams, right? Yeah. That's one serving. Fine. Which is healthy. I consume per day anywhere between 36 to 42,000 milligrams of biotin. Did you just hear that? Do you know how much biotin that is? Which, Okay. Do not do that if you're a first-time biotin user because Her stomach is would, steel. It's steel now. No, no, she had stomach issues, <laughs> and guys, now she's developed I've built like an immunity <laughs> to biotin. Okay. So, so Stan would have, I think, biotin hair wash, biotin gummies, biotin. I'm creams. addicted to biotin. So he's addicted to gum. We're freaking losers, and we can't wait to live together. Should we talk about um, who we're bringing on today? Okay, you guys, we have such a fun guest on today. She is so badass. She is so intuitive. And I think mm-hmm. she brought out things that even Sistine and I didn't notice or realize. Like we yeah. had realizations within the conversation. It's, with her. it's so great. I think I definitely needed to hear this. I know you took yeah. a lot of pages out of her book. It's for anyone that has gone through relationship problems, abandonment issues, vulnerability issues, and we just dissect all of it. All of it. And you realize 
that it is all about starting with you. Mm-hmm. So let's hear about how you can get to that great core self and, and fix better it. you fix your relationships. So stay oh. tuned. This woman is the go-to authority for those who have suffered heartbreak and are ready to live unapologetically and attract an open-hearted, ideal relationship. She's an intimacy expert, best-selling author, and host of the podcast, Intimate Conversations. We have the fabulous Alana Yes, I love you already. Your energy is extraordinary. Thank you. you. I have to give credit to the Red Bull, but thank you. (laughs) Whatever it takes, sister, right? (laughs) Exactly. We're so excited to have you on because if anyone's a true listener of the Unwaxed podcast, they know that we are so bad in the dating, love life, intimacy, every department. It's our favorite topic to talk about. And I, when we were thinking about what to talk about, we had almost too many things. We had so many things. And the fact that we have an expert like yourself here is just amazing. So yeah, perfect. Well, this is one of three or one of 30. I got you. We'll keep talking about it. Oh my God. (laughs) (laughs) I'm so excited. So I think we should sort of kick things off because Sophia and I, the way that we go about dating, well, maybe, I don't know. Why don't, do you want to maybe say, tell us a little bit about yourself and what you do? And we can go from there. Oh, whatever you want. I, whatever dance you want. Yeah. yeah I, I want to hear about it. Like what yeah. did you get, how did you start into this? Like what got you into relationship advice yeah. and now yeah. spiritually though? I can swear, right? Oh, oh yes. hell yeah. Okay. Honestly. So I was really fucked up and the only one in common with all my relationships was me. That's how I got into it because I was willing to go, you know, the blaming thing doesn't work. Mm -hmm. I must be doing something that's creating all these relationships. And what I realized was I was so insecure on the inside and I didn't want to admit it because like, I'm an Ivy league grad, you know, I've modeled all over the world. Like I had all these, I don't want anyone to know that I am like so insecure and terrified. This is me. Okay. (laughs) This is me. She's just like, oh my God, I'm like getting, I'm sweating. I'm like tensing up. Okay, go on. Yes. This is yeah. yeah, yeah. So, so that's good. So you have the bravery to acknowledge it. That's the first step. But normally what we do when we first acknowledge that we're a hot mess is we, I call it like little you, like little you inside and she's right. a hot mess and you're like, shut up. And you hit her with yeah. a two by four <laughs> mm-hmm. and you shove her in the closet so that nobody yep. knows. And you just do the spiritual bypass and you pretend you're perfect, right? I'm perfect. Well, <laughs> it catches up with you. It catches up with you. Right. Catches up with like 3 a.m. When you are afraid, like, what if I, what if all of this doesn't work out and I literally die alone one day? Yeah. What if everybody knows I'm a fraud and they're all, and I'm humiliated to be found out. Like there's all these fears. Right. Yeah. So one of the first steps you got to do is when that little you speaks up, you got to put down the two by four, give her a hug, give her a hug and say, Hey, you have every right to feel this way, sweet thing. You had such okay, a right. happen to you grow up when you were growing up. You have every right to be scared. You have every right to be ashamed. I got it. And instead of trying to fix, you just give compassion. You give listening. And then all of a sudden, if you do it often enough, she's like, really? You're not going to be a bitch to me and be mean to me? Really? Yeah. Love me? And here's the deal. I love you without condition. When you go in, if you go in and go, hey, little you, you're so scared. Change. Well, that's saying you don't like the way she is. That's saying the way she is. Okay. That's not unconditional. That's conditional. Right. You got to go in to that closet that you shoved her in. You got to throw away the key. Okay. Yeah. So I'm willing to love you as you are, even if you never change for eternity. Wow. Okay. Wow. No, but that's the I... hardest part is the acknowledgement of it. I think more than just like saying that you, it's like really showing. Oh, I have I so have many it. questions Do already. Go off. So that I've been there. 3 a.m. I can't sleep. My mind is going bananas thinking about yep. every conversation that I've had with this person, thinking about how they treated me. I, I feel bad for myself. I always get the bad ones, blah, 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 all this stuff. Yeah. But is it a reflection of me because I attract people based off of how much I love myself? Yeah, I'm sorry, but yeah. Yeah. Fuck! that's the 20 no okay it's yeah okay yeah the inside always creates the outside every single time these people that say i always attract emotionally unavailable guys i'm like that means you're emotionally unavailable to little you okay so if there's a separation on the inside there will be a separation on the outside and if there's a homecoming 
of compassion, understanding. It's okay, you're a hot mess. It's okay that we need another shot of tequila and a hot bath. It's okay, we're gonna get yeah. through this little one. Yeah. There's a oneness on the inside. Yeah. You'll start to notice on the outside. You don't need to be all perfect. And right. you can just be right. yourself. You can have bravery and speak up. You can have healthy boundaries right. and say thank you, but no thank you. And then yeah. a real quality person arrives on the outside because you have a quality relationship with you. All of oh you, just the good part. The wobbly parts, all the parts on the inside. Right. That's so interesting because it seems like such an easy idea. Like love yourself and then those will, around you will love you. But it's right. so hard. It's almost like oh. you have to nurture this like little fragile ego that lives inside oh. of everyone. Well, I'm 50. Yeah. I've been at this for a while. So yeah, it takes a while. You are? I would fall. Oh, you're 50. You're Come stunning. On. <laughs> oh, thank you. You're beautiful. Oh my wow. gosh. But I, I think that's why so many people probably connect to you and relate yeah. to you and understand you is because you are really hitting the head on the, is it the head on the nail? Right? Yes. yes. That quote where, yeah, you, tomato, tomato. I don't know. But you really are hitting the point where you have to really accept your past, mm-hmm. the things that make you who you are to go forward and find that healthy relationship with yourself and others. Yeah. And yeah. everything is really spiritual. It's all the energy. Yeah. It's all of the yeah. things that you put out there that you get back. And your reactions are things that are hap- things that happened in the past. I mean, what have you seen with a lot of people that you've talked to throughout mm-hmm. like your, your career that is the most common trend with people that they struggle with when it comes to like getting in tune with their emotions or really yeah. understanding the core of the problem? Yeah. They don't know how to navigate intensity. Like we have no problem navigating the intensity of an orgasm. Like bring it. We're like, I could do bring that. Yeah, no problem. However, the intensity of pain, sadness, fear. Oh no, 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 no. I can't do that. But that's actually mm-hmm. a, a misunderstanding. It's the same spectrum. It's the same spectrum. Here's the pleasure place. Here's the mm-hmm. painful place. It's just all yeah. intensity. Take the meaning off of it. Lean into the pain. Go with your mind's eye. See little you. She's scared. Don't hit her. Mm-hmm. Love her. Okay. Right, cry. okay. cry with her. She's scared. Be yeah. scared with her. Dive into the pool. It only mm-hmm. takes five seconds. One potato, two potato, three potato. Yeah. I got you. We got this. It's going to be fine. Three potato, right. four potato. We're going to make it. I love you. I'm yeah, not yeah. you. And then all of a sudden the emotion passes. And here's the thing. Here's a very geeky science thing. I'm kind of a geek. Energy can't be created or destroyed. Only shifted. So that fear you cannot get rid of, but you can be an alchemist and through loving, holding, breathing, staying in your body, not disassociating with Facebook or another glass of whatever, like stay in it just five seconds. Yeah. Yeah. It'll transform, integrate, merge from pain into, okay, I'm okay. Calmness from shame into, okay, I can be an allowance from fear to, okay, I, I got this. And then when yeah. this new energy, it's not just like a thought, it's like yeah. a, a embodiment. And then here's the other scientific cool thing. When you've done that integration and there's a new way of literally feeling in your body, like, okay, mm-hmm. I might not like yeah. this, I might not prefer this, but I'm okay. Mm-hmm. Your brain turns on and your intuition turns on. So you, you feel safe inside your skin. Right. You make wise choices, even if he's hot. Right. So is that the telling sign whether you can, you know, whether you're re- ready for a relationship or not, if you are able to sort of identify that? Well, I mean, I've been married twice, divorced twice. Like you learn in every single relationship. Right. Yeah. You don't okay. have to stay single until you're quote unquote perfect. Cause there is no, perfect. Right. but you got to be willing to do the work in any place that you're in. If you're in a relationship, yeah. do the work. If you're Single, do the work. You got to just be yeah. do the work and mm-hmm. be brave. This is a path of bravery, but yeah, everything's a true. vibration. So if you're vibrating low, self-abuse, self-criticism, blaming, whining, criticism, mm-hmm. all that kind of stuff, you're going to attract your same vibration, someone who will criticize you. Okay. This is me in a relationship. I often attract people that I know aren't great for me, but I know that I can fix. And I've sort of figured this out recently, and I, maybe you can help me a little bit. I like to have people that are, you know, wounded and broken and I will put them back together to distract myself from my own problems. Yeah. Thank you. You don't want to step like a big girl and put your big girl panties on. Right. So why is it? So I, I often attract, so those are the type of guys that I attract. How would you describe them? Um, assholes. (laughs) Right. Right. I mean, like, you know, the guys that she attracts it, the thing about you is that you want someone that is older, that is mature, that 
has their own shit going on. But the thing is, is that they're so much about themselves and have so many, they're, they're mm. so, their egos are so large that yeah, they don't yes. even consider your feelings. So you're almost going for- Am I dating a narcissist? I'm not dating anyone, but do I date narcissists? That would be a pretty nice description of one. But here we That's go. A right description. Back, yeah. If we go back to the core motivation, like on the outside, the ego says, oh, they're older, they've got it together, et cetera. But the wound is who's actually running the show every single yeah. time. So the right. wound yeah. probably wants, if you want to fix them so that you're what? Needed, appreciated, wanted? Yes, that, yes, I, that's what it is. Oh my God, that's what yeah. it is. Let's stop right there. So all that desire to be needed, wanted, approved of, and appreciated, stop seeking it, turn it and give it to yourself so that you're whole. And then you're like, nope, narcissist, nope, sociopath, nope. I, I've dated cool. all of them. All yeah. of the, the I've yes. married all of them. So oh my God. <laughs> you know what? I think a really good way to start is straight to the basics. And I know Sistine and I have a really big debate with this is when we play hard to get or when we're first talking to a guy or getting into a Our relationship. Our approaches are so, so different. different. My approach is more, and I know this is something that I need to work on, is that I do believe in playing games. I know that sounds bad, but like, let me explain. Is that I do that whole thing where I don't always give them a hundred percent. I'm always being almost overly independent. Doing Wait them, five hours to wait five hours, But not, not always on purpose, but I do like to kind of, I think that's also my insecurity where I try to keep a wall up and I don't like to be vulnerable. She's, we're so opposite. Like she's the one that tells them how she feels. Emotions. I'll dive head first into the shallow end of love. I'm like, let's go yeah. for it. And I'm the opposite where I'm like, I need to play these games because I need to see if they can get through all my trials. Yes. And then once they get to the final round, if they love me first before I love them, then I don't have to feel So scared. how do we find this happy oh, medium? Say that one more time though. That was really, say that one more time. If they love me first, then what? Then I can love them. And so I play these games until almost the oh, point where oh, they oh. get mad at me. They go, you know, actually I did care about you, but I don't want to be with you because I don't know how you feel. And so yeah, you played with me the whole time. So notice where yeah. you're looking for safety. Yeah. Outside. If they so-and-so and jump through all my hoops, I yeah. get to be safe on the inside. So who has the power, you or them? Let's see. I'm a control freak though. So yeah, I, yeah, I can control. You yeah. do that. I, I do. Have, I have a problem accepting love as in like, I don't like things that I can't control. So, and that's the biggest thing is that when you're in the beginnings of a relationship, mm. you really have to be almost vulnerable to the fact that you could get hurt. This person could not answer your texts. And maybe the game needs to be played right. What would you say is like the right game to play or like the correct way to go into a new relationship that is the healthiest? Well, because let's be honest, way. men don't like an easy game. They want, they want a little bit of a chase. Sometimes. The difference between yeah. the game of chasing and uh, self-worth to see if they show up and honor you. So if you're coming from, I'm going to call it empty. So safety isn't on the inside because mm-hmm. here's, here's the like memo life's uncertain. Have you, have you figured that one out yet? Yeah. yeah. Can't control yeah. shit. Mm-hmm. No, but our ego wants to pretend we can. We'll play games, mm-hmm. we'll do this, we'll do all this kind of stuff so I can somehow feel safe on the inside when my circumstances line up on the outside, which allows people right. to use you and you use others too. Yeah. So yep. <laughs> same, 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 the same uh, solution for both of you. Go inside and to the little one inside who's so scared to let go of control who doesn't yeah. feel safe because you've been avoiding her right? And, and playing games with them out there. You're kind of playing games with her inside and go inside and go, Hey, life's uncertain. That kind of sucks, but I got, yeah. you. I got your back. Right. He goes, we break up. We stay together. Either way. I will be with you forever. I got you. And you're pretty cool. Mm-hmm. I even yeah. love myself. Like, so you have the safety on the inside. So you don't have to play games yeah. on the outside. You can be with life is uncertain. And so you don't need to play games from manipulation, but you have right. boundaries. You're not needy. Healthy boundaries. Yes. It's like, Hey, I worked all day. I I had a great day working. I really looked forward to texting you. Yeah. Yeah. But it's not a game. It's not a manipulation from empty. Right. I think Sophia and I, yes, I think Sophia and I come from, well, let's just test him and see if he's going to hurt me. And like, we're just trying to do everything possible to avoid the pain and you avoid it. And I ignore the flags. Why do I do that? Either way, if your point of view creates your reality, right? And your your question is, I don't want him to hurt me. What are we focusing on? Hurt, being hurt. 
what is eventually going to happen? You're going to get hurt. Get hurt. Because so we're only you looking for that. So true. Yeah. Wait, so that's one. so simple. To, oh, so duh. If you focus on God. potentially getting hurt. You're going to get hurt. Yeah. Because that's yeah. what you're putting out there. Yeah. And that's who you're being, a little bit scared, so, pretending yeah. to be cool. Yeah. Yeah. Ask, ask a different question. What is it going to take for me to be honored? It's a totally right. different question. Right. That is a In those question. eyes, we'll look for behaviors of a man that's honoring. If he doesn't text yes. you back, if he's looking at all these other chicks when you're out with them, like you notice he's not honoring you. So you, you're done. I need, can you, can you tell me some ways that guys do honor girls so I can notice them? Because sometimes guys will do sweet things like that and they'll just go right over my head. And then they're like, you know, take notice you of the efforts I'm making. So that you're saying you don't take notice of all their kindness. Sometimes no, I do, but sometimes they do something to honor you and you know, you kind of just like let it go by and they're like, wait, that was a big deal for me to do for you. What are some things that guys do that they honor their women? So I can like keep a mental note next time that happens. Even deeper than what you just asked, where you're looking or missing it is I would say chin up. You're, you're okay. probably super smart. You're cognitively analyzing what they're doing and you're going yeah. a million miles an hour trying to mm-hmm. figure it out so you can be safe. That's mm-hmm. not where your power is. Your power is in your, uh-huh, uh-uh. It's in your pussy. It's in oh. your sacred yoni. It's in oh. your gut, your instincts. They, you know, before thought, is knowing. Knowing's first, thought is second. Heart is first, mind is second. Your yoni will go, crunch it all up. It's like, just, if you don't know, go to the bathroom on a date, just sit there on the table. (laughs) Okay. Sweet sister, vagina. We talk to them. No, no, for sure. For sure. And just say, yeah, talk to her. And she's like, he's scary, but he's really hot and has a lot of money, but I don't trust him. Your gut will be like, I feel nauseous. Right. It's really hot, but I don't right. know. Wait, so do you listen to your gut or your yoni? Both. Both? Okay. Both. Okay. Okay. Body never lies. Yeah. This okay. lies to us all the time. Yes. Right? You know what it just sounds like to me that it's just like, just hit me right now is that when you have that relationship with your pussy or in your gut and then also with your mind and you go into a first date yep. and if you're being that person right off the mm-hmm. bat- it is really easy to tell who this person is yeah. right off the bat as well. Thank and you. It's, yeah. And that's the thing I think people forget is that when you put, no, I guess it doesn't have to be your guard down, but just when you're really in tune mm-hmm. with what you want, who you are, and you go into the state with an open mind, yeah. then you will see the red flags or that attraction, unattraction, or that hesitation or that allure instantly. Yeah. Yeah. Brilliant. In fact, the yeah. biggest misunderstanding is that vulnerability is somehow like a weakness. Uh-uh. When you're totally open, yeah. you know everything, you sense everything, you mm-hmm. see everything. It's intense. I'll tell you it's intense because yeah. you're out of control, can't control shit, but you yeah. know what you know. And so that's actually yeah. your superpower. But vulnerability is, it's, it's hard for a lot of people. And it's hard for me too, because I'm like, okay, well, a lot of people use my kindness for weakness and they'll sort of switch it on me and, and then they'll use it against me later. So how, how can someone like me, that's like, I don't want to be vulnerable because if you know who I really am, then you might not like it. Like, how do I sort of put that guard down? Okay. Your safety and your worth is an inside job. Okay. Your accomplishments come and go. Mm-hmm. right? Your youth will come and go. Everything mm-hmm. will come and go money, yeah. like whatever. It's all going to come and go. That has nothing. Most people like collapse their worth and their accomplishments on the same thing. They're actually separate. Right. So right. if your worthiness is based on the date going well or him liking you, you're fucked. So take your power right. back and your worth is your worth is your worth. End of story. Zit on your face, jiggle on your ass, money, no, like beauty, whatever. That's like true. Your worth doesn't change, yeah. friend. It never, ever will. So you go into a date, vulnerable even if they see the real you and they judge you who the fuck cares who are you right. who are you it's take that true. judgment and put it behind you i know their i care opinion, too much. Yeah. their opinion has nothing to do with your worth now it might sting it might sting no it's true it's true it's, true. it's yeah. true that's yeah. the problem i think I'm, I'm finally realizing this now at 22 i seek approval and validation from all of the men that i go out with if they tell me i'm pretty then i'll believe that i'm pretty if they say, oh, you have a nice body, then I think I have a good body. And then if they do the opposite, then I start seeing things that I never saw about myself. So you're right. I got to cut that you, shit but you, but you, yeah, It's bad for you to do that. But it's like you think that's only just your insecure like, mindset with things. But they're also but they're insecure, insecure as well. Because you can only attract that kind of person based on your vibration. 
And the more work you do, the more work you do on yourself, giving yourself appreciation, yeah. your self acknowledgement, and yeah. that that builds inner confidence. And over time, it builds sass, builds the sexy, irresistible, like it factor. Oh, that is the best mean. transition. That that wait, we wanted to ask that. Okay, speaking of sexy, yeah, you wrote a book called "How to Be and Stay Sexy," which is yes. just please drown me in your <laughs> wisdom right now. Drown me in it. So first yeah. of all, I guess the first question is, tell us how to be sexy mm. for anyone listening. Don't give a shit about what anybody thinks about you, but not from sexy. this arrogant, I don't care about you, but literally right. my worth has nothing to do with you. It's like talking right. about, wah, wah, like it doesn't matter. Right. So it's about, first off, it's like I, my worth is inside out hundred percent of the time. Yep. Two, we don't wait to feel yummy, delicious, orgasmic till he whips it out. Like we don't wait for that. Right. We make love with life every day. Good morning, life. What do you have for me? Penetrating Good life. Good morning, life. Right? What miracle do you have for me? Right. We we, right, yes. we let the sunshine penetrate us. We let the bath, you know, ooze us. We we slow down and savor that sip of our coffee in the morning. We make everything yeah. delicious. Yeah. Feel this this yummy energy being alive. Yes. That's like the easier part of, of like adorning your body beautifully and just falling madly in love with you, not waiting around for attention or sex to right. like self-pleasure, masturbate, like just yeah. life gets to be delicious because, because, right. right? So it's almost like viewing everything you do, like glass half full. And Correct. so, so if you're going to better yourself in the world, it's all, all from inside. So if yeah. I want to be sexy, it's not like I don't need to wear lingerie and have stripper heels on it and thigh high boots and whatever it's all you can you can the outer expression of your inner you might feel like elf pajamas one day and might feel like (laughs) thigh high boots the next yeah you can make that sexy you honor you the point is how can every moment be a making love with the universe moment how can I suck mm. the marrow out of everything? Right. Even praise my sisters as opposed to be competitive with them. Even that's mm. sexy. Like, girl, yeah. you're, you're gorgeous. Yeah. Yeah. Well, like that kind of idea as well mm-hmm. um, makes you feel super, super sexy. And then also any shame you have around sexy. Because society mm. teaches us to use our sex appeal as a weapon, as a manipulation. Yeah, that's true. You gotta knock that shit off. It has to stop. It has yeah. to stop. You know, the gift. Yeah. yeah. Okay. So my what, mind. this is okay. <laughs> my, I had a, when I was like listening to some of your podcasts and I was reading a lot of like the, um, even like I was reading some of the comments and things and I was thinking about my friends and what was one thing that they all kind of had in common? Not all of them, yeah. but I've seen a lot. And even on, with her friends is, and this is kind of sometimes like me, but not really is this fear of abandonment. Mm-hmm. And yeah. I can see a lot of my girlfriends and I hope they're not tri- pointing themselves out thinking like, Oh, she's talking about me, but I'm talking about the girls that are in these relationships that are not healthy, that are not the best. And they just stick with it and they don't ever get out of it because they don't maybe think their worth is enough or, or the ones that aren't in relationships yeah. and have a difficult time being single. Yeah. AKA me. Well, it's exactly. <laughs> It's like they jump from relationship to relationship yeah. and they don't really get the time for themselves and date themselves in a way. Yes. Where yes. Does abandonment like root from? Where does it start? Is it from home life? Is it from relationships? Mm-hmm. Is it? Well, when we're young, I, f- I call it like the first 40, but you guys are learning this by 22 apparently. But like the first part of your life, you're wired backwards. You're just this little thing. And when you do it this way, you get love and you do it this way, you don't get love. So you keep looking for who do I need to be to get love on the outside, right? right? And then you start to feel really out of control, insecure, pretending you're fine when you're not. And you're like, okay, what's going on? And then you realize I'm wired backwards. Mm-hmm. So the idea of abandonment is that we've actually abandoned ourselves. If we were home right. with ourselves, we would maybe prefer things to go a certain way, but we wouldn't lose our shit. Mm-hmm if it didn't go well and we'd be able right. to break up and be alone with ourselves. So mm-hmm. the best thing that can happen is to be alone. That is the best spiritual practice. Maybe not forever. What? Yeah. That's oh, yeah. hard. No, I don't care. Good. Do yeah. it. But be willing to do what's hard to have a life that's easy. The cave you okay. fear to enter holds mm-hmm. the treasure that you seek. Go into yeah. the cave of loneliness and meet the you that you don't want to meet. Yeah. It's, 
It's essentially this emotional baggage. It's like, how do you overcome this emotional baggage and stop searching for validation from everyone else? You validate out of yourself. Yeah. Okay. And how do you do that? Do you look at yourself in the mirror? Because it's so, it's easier said than done. I think that people assume that confidence and self-love. You're born with it. Born with Mm -hmm. it or you do it for a day and then you'll feel it. No, it's such a consistent amount of effort every single day. Every single day. And it doesn't stop when you're 50. It gets easier, but it doesn't stop. Okay. Right. A very simple practice of how do you sit in your aloneness is the breathing thing. Like the intense emotion of orgasm, no problem, but the intense emotion of I'm alone is not. So I I feel one potato, two potato. Okay. And then you think of little you, you think of little you and you hold Mm -hmm. little you and you say, and you acknowledge, Hey, you have every right to feel alone right now. I've been abandoning you. Or you, you get into one of my programs and there's this little you meditation. I should give it to you too. It's like 30 minutes long. It's amazing. But it takes yeah. you slowly through coming home to you until you really feel this oneness. You've got to spend time, journal, walk in nature, have a hot bath, be alone, meditate. You've got yeah. to can say, today's the day I'm coming home to myself. Yeah. Today's yeah. the day I want to find that little you yeah. and I'm not going to abandon her anymore. Yeah. How do you approach this to your friends? Because this is my thing is that they're going to say, eh, shut up. It's like, my, if I guess two questions is when you notice one of your friends is in a relationship or a situation where they should not be in it and it's not the healthiest, how do you bring that up to them? And then two, how do you yourself notice that this probably isn't the best relationship for me? Maybe it's not the obvious red flags Mm -hmm. are swinging everywhere, but you have to, it's like hard to, how do you find that within yourself to go, wait, this actually, even though it sounds good. It's okay. The relationship's fine. Mm-hmm. Know that this isn't the healthiest one to be in. Like, so how do you approach it to your friends? And then how do you do it for yourself? Okay. So your friend's lives, you're not their mentor. You're not their teacher. You're their friend. So I would invite a way of communicating where you ask permission. Don't give unsolicited advice because it'll be taken yeah, defensively or like judgment. We you do ask that. Permission. <laughs> you say, Hey, I love you yeah. so much that I have some insights. I could be wrong but I have some insights just because I care about you. Would you like to hear them? And if not, I love you just as much. And if they say yes, mm-hmm. you say, here's what I'm seeing. And I think you deserve better. And I love you more. And if you need support, read this book, talk to this counselor, do whatever, because right. I care about you. Right? So if it's permission first, it'll go a lot better. And then you can mm-hmm. give them guidance. They might say, no, I don't want to hear from you. And then you've got to sit in the fire of that yeah. discomfort and watch their demise and love them anyways. So there's okay. nothing you, you just got to let them figure it out for themselves. Everybody has their own journey. If they're yep. a child, mother them if you're their mother. But if they're an adult, let them be an adult and find their yeah. own way. Even if yep. they hit their head against the wall a million times, they're learning. Yep. There's something they're learning. And yep. don't, uh, don't fix. It's sort of like cutting the, the uh, butterfly out of the cocoon too soon. They die. Yeah. Right. Suffer. I mean, I had to do this with my own son. He's now like this six five kid, but when he was little, and he, oh, I hate you, because he wouldn't. I wouldn't tie his freaking shoelaces for him. I'd like let him. I go, you can do it. I yeah. I hate you, and I had to. I could have just tied them for him. He'd be like, yeah, five years old, not able to tie his shoes if I did that. Right. So right. Yeah. Sometimes being a friend is just being willing to love them with your heart open and watch them suffer and love them anyways. That's true. I love that. And then also the part two, you're in the relationship yes. and you've probably had friends that have come up to you and said, I don't like it, or your parents don't like it. Mm-hmm. Um, how do you, like, what, what's a tell sign to know that like, maybe I need to step back from this and how do you come to terms with like approaching that situation? Yeah. So first, like if you listen to people, not everybody's opinion is right. So take it with a grain of salt, but if like everybody in your life is saying something, have a look. And then again, uh, alone time, draw a line down the center of the page, you and your mm-hmm. little, and you're like big, like when it's you talking, use your right hand or if you're your dominant hand. And then when it's little you talking, use your subconscious or your like left hand and go. So how, how do you actually feel about this relationship? I don't like them. Oh, I haven't mm-hmm. slowed down to listen to you. I should do yeah. that. That's actually, wow. Yeah. I should do that. That's so true. Step number one is slow down and listen. Step number two, once the truth is there, you've got two, two paths. Yeah. Every, every relationship can grow. I help couples heal. I also help couples consciously uncouple. So not one is better than the other, but truth, oh, always, wow. wins. Yeah. truth always wins. So first you got to have your own truth. Second, before you throw in the towel, have a conversation with this person mm-hmm. in a sandwich. The bread is like, hey, I'm so grateful that we are dating yeah. and growing together. 
middle of the sandwich, permission. Hey, can I speak from my heart? I'm experiencing um, loneliness or that we don't seem to be on the same page or that whatever the challenge is, end of the sandwich. What are your thoughts? So if you do it like that with kindness and they're like, fuck you. Okay. They don't want to grow. Move on. Couples that grow together, stay together. Right. So it's almost like, you know, the answers already, but once you see it in writing, it sort of solidifies it. You said, you said that you also help couples uncouple. Yeah. And so Sophie and I always go back and forth with this idea that is closure or if your partner wants closure, is it overrated? Like, is it even necessary? Closure? Yeah. Um, my definition of closure is, did you get the lesson? Because if you didn't get the lesson, you're going to attract the same lesson in another guy. So and what if you feel, because so I sometimes, yeah. Sophia and I both sometimes feel like we made our point clear. We said X, Y, and Z. There's not much more we can say. But a week later, they're like, I still need closure. At that point, do you meet with them and are willing to keep sort of nurturing them until they feel okay? No. no. You're not responsible okay. for another's well-being. They need to, that very same thing that you, we talked about earlier. We don't want to sit in our own fire and yes. burn and rise like a phoenix out of yes. the flame. Neither do they. So a very pleasant. So how do you how do you approach that if they're like, oh, I still need to I still need to reach out to you? What do you, do you ignore them? Do you say I'm sorry, no more? What I do, do one response and then I ignore them. I say um, I hear what you're saying. I'm complete. I wish you all the best on your relationship journey. I'm writing this down. <laughs> I think a lot no more after that. Yeah. Yeah. Because it's, this is the whole issue is that it's not, they don't need closure from you. They just need closure from themselves. Because Thank they're you. Confront, they're mm-hmm. not confronting what they're feeling. And I think yes. that, that's why I believe closure is sometimes overrated. I think that there obviously is a reason for the relationship ending and that you both sides know basically what's going on. And even if you explain it over and over and over, even if the person wasn't breaking up with the person for a specific reason, or if it was kind of more of their themselves needing that release, you have to understand like, it's not you it's, or it's not me. I need to figure out how I can move on without having another person. Once again, validate. Thank you. My emotions. Yeah. Thank you. Yeah. 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 It's, it's like, that's the, it's all about validation. I feel like this whole game, this whole dating thing is like, do you yeah. validate my emotions? Do you validate the relationship? Am I good enough for you? And that does not, it does, that's not what the relationship is about. The relationship needs to be a partnership. A relationship needs to be an individual with an individual. Fast, Thank you. Yeah. You're getting me. My line is like racing right now. Two empties seeking validation. You complete me. Then you have to stay so you can keep completing me. And if you go, yeah. then I won't be complete. Okay. That's yeah. unhealthy. Two yeah. holes come together. I call that yeah. heartbreak. That's the name of my dating app, Heartmates. When two holes come together, the whole is greater than the sum of the part. Because okay. one hole and one hole, they don't need each other. They complement, not complete, yeah. complement one mm. another. So a great exercise in completing relationships is to say, thank you, forgive. See that word forgive is in there. Thank you for giving me this experience because I learned, I discovered, I evolved, I I let go of, I stepped into, I no longer, I always will. You just keep going down 10 or 15 times. Thank you. Gratitude is the highest vibration, but we have to integrate it. Hopefully you learned a lot. And if you do, and you do that work, Mm -hmm. thank you for giving me this experience of being betrayed, being cheated on, being left, being ghosted, being ditched, being gaslit. Because I learned I was seeking validation. Thank you. I'm not going to do that anymore. Thank you. Exactly. It's I learned that now. That out, and then you won't make. Maybe you will make the same mistake again. You wrote a new book mm. called "Finding the One Is BS." Becoming yes. the one is brilliant and beautiful. By the way, all of your book titles are so good. So good. Like, so We're reading all of them. This is awesome. Um, <laughs> Thank you. So there's this whole thing sort of happening in the media. Everyone's like, "I have a twin flame. Twin flame." Do you think that there can only be one? quote unquote, twin flame for each. No, you're shaking your head now. Tell no. me why. Because I'm at one with the universe at all times. I'm fucking the universe. The universe is fucking me. I'm in oneness. Always. How does it feel? Let me know. I'm not, you're not all the time. I have my moments. Okay. I have my fetal position. Yeah. I eat a bag of chips in, in, in the bath. Like I have those moments, but, um, <laughs> but in general, if I choose and I come back into my presence, there is no separation between you and me. Mm-hmm. There's no separation between me and, and the universe. There's no separation. There's no separation. And so for you to have, oh, you complete me. You are my twin flame. 
Yeah. Way too much of your power away to one individual to make you somehow enough. So I believe there are whole mates. I do believe in that. I do believe there's whole mate relationships where you ignite something in me that's dormant. And I ignite something in you that's dormant. I'm a stand for your enlightenment. You being the most fully fucking self expressed, fully alive, yummy person. Right. But it's different than this empty, empty until we find each other. That to me right. is a red flag. That's me. I feel like there's a, there's the one for every part of your life. Like, and, and mm. not, not in a sense like mm. different maybe phases, but I think there could be the one that teaches you how to grow and explore new things about yourself sensually or confidently. Yeah. And then there's another one that makes you grow into a person more ambitious and yeah. career driven. And there's a True. one that maybe is more of your emotional softer side. And I'm not saying date like 400 people and then you'll get a little bit here and there, but I've never been a person that's like, um, I'll find the one really early on. And like, that's the, and it, by way, if you've yeah, one and done, and mm-hmm. if that's the way, then it obviously people have been raised in different situations and their mindsets are different. Beautiful. Like if you're happy and it's a healthy relationship, great. But that's what I, I do agree with that. I think that there is something to be learned from a lot of relationships. Yeah. The one isn't always going to be like the one. It's going to be the one that if this at one, this moment in your yeah. life. And I feel like the Ooh. one that you want to marry is usually the person that is like the one that you're growing with continually. Yeah. It's the friendship. It's the because yeah. yeah. it's like when you get older, you're not going to be with like the mm-hmm. hot stuff when you're 80 years old. Like you're both going to get like great really and old, but. Um, that's kind of like, I know that for me, like there's relationships that I want as the one at that time that's going to, I know that it's going to make, make me grow. Oh, and no, no, no. Mm-hmm. What? Oh, no, what are you no, saying? No. We can't find the one right now. Not we're, the one that not. Or babies. I, did you hear what I just said? I said the one in terms of like different scenarios. Like, I just think that if I tried to find the one right now at this point in my life, it would be disaster wow. waiting to happen. Yeah. No. Well, the the name of the book, Finding the One is Bullshit, is like, as you said, finding this one person forever. But yeah. really, the one we're looking for is us. Becoming the one is one with us. And when we're, we're the one, one, yeah, we're the one. We're That's the one. Punchline. He's not the one. We're the one. Yep. Thank you. And when you're one with yourself, this yeah. phase of your life, you're into sex. This phase of your life, you're into business. This phase of your life, yeah. you're into having kids. This phase of your life, you're into spiritual practice. Mm-hmm. Maybe you find one who evolves like you do. Like that, yeah. And you stay together because yeah. every phase continues to evolve. I want to ask one last thing to sort of wrap up the show. Yeah. We have been talking a lot about what we can do as individuals to attract a certain type of someone. Yeah. But I want to know from your years of experience and knowledge, what do men really want? Like the things that, things that we can improve on, say, if we're on a date, like things that men want and don't ask for. Mm. Okay. So I was on a stage once and there was 25 women and maybe like 300 men and women. And they voted, who do you want to fuck? Who do you just want to have sex with? There was a vote. And then the other vote was, who do you want to be stuck with on a desert Island for 20 years? Because they would have your back and believe in you. Mm. Two very different flavors of the feminine. Yeah. yeah. One very sexy, one very mm, awake, inspiring goddess, right? Yeah. I won in both categories. It was very strange. And we unpacked this for about an hour and a half after. And the men said, there's something about this one. Because the other woman that they wanted to have sex with was like your age and look like you. Okay. Yeah. And I'm, like, I'm old. What do they want to have sex with me for? <laughs> She's having pleasure in her body and I want in. She's not having, she's not being sexy to manipulate me. She's not doing it to be better than the other women. She's just having pleasure being alive in her body and I want in. So one of the ways that men are attracted to us is when we have pleasure being alive, being ourselves. That's why I'm saying life and have things. We're not doing it for any other reason than our own joy. So that's one thing they love about us. The other thing is, they, then they're like, why did the, all the women in the audience were like, why do you want to spend 20 years on an island with her? And the men said, I don't know what it is, but if I lost my job, she wouldn't cut my balls off. I don't know what it is. I just know Ooh. I can feel it. And here's the capacity of open heart in the face of anything, vulnerable in the face of anything. When we as women close our heart, when he does something inappropriate that hurts mm-hmm. us, we emasculate them through anger. Yeah. Yeah, and then they don't trust us, and they don't spend (laughs) twenty years on a desert island with us. Yeah, they don't marry us. Okay, Mm -hmm. but when we open our heart, even though they just lost their job and we're afraid if they're going to pay the bills or not, 
Yeah. We open our heart and we say, I, I fucking love you. Get out there and get a job. And I come home and fuck my brains out. I love you. I believe in you. We're still intense. But here's the difference. We're fierce, yeah. love. We're fierce love. We're not anger. And that's mm. the skill set as a woman when we're afraid not to close and emasculate, but to open and invite their grandeur, even though we're scared. Why? Because back to the beginning of the conversation, because we have our own yeah. back. We have an intimate relationship with ourselves. We are one with little you. Mm-hmm. So that's why finding the one is bullshit. Becoming the one is brilliant and beautiful. Little you, heart open, grandeur of a goddess, heart open in the face of anything, pleasure just from being alive. All in yeah. that. Love it. We'll bring yes. you caliber person. You? Oh my God. Wow. That was so well said. Yeah. Wow. Well said. Oh my God. That, this conversation, I feel like I need to sit for a few hours and, with a glass of wine and just process everything. And I think I'm going to be a better person tomorrow. I don't know about you. <laughs> I will. Are you kidding? I can't wait. I mean, thank you so much yeah, for coming you. on the show today. I, like, this is one of those conversations that, you know, sometimes you need a tune up. I needed to hear this. So mm-hmm. I so appreciate you taking yeah. the time and doing this You've for just us. just blessed our listeners with giving them such yeah. crucial information that, you know, sometimes you only need to find tune up. And if for the listeners little- that want more, be sure to find her new book, Finding the One is BS, Becoming the One is Brilliant and Beautiful. And look out for her new, coming soon, exclusive dating app and intimacy training, all rolled into one called Heartmates, coming soon. Please tell everyone where they can find all of your information. Yeah, thank you. Heartmates.app. It's the dating app, the intimacy training, and live weekly conscious communication. So you get to practice those communications I said. Tell me something mm-hmm. you want me to understand. We practice that every single week. Yeah. So that's heartmates.app. And then my website is my name, alanapratt.com. All the books, all the meditations, yes. all sorts of great resources are there. And thank you for being so awake at such a young age to be oh, willing to do you. the work. And share it with the world. I, I honor you and it's been a privilege. Yeah. Oh my God. Thanks. Thank you so much. Oh my God. Thanks You're amazing. I mean, this was such an eye-opening conversation. Yeah. So thank you so much. You're so welcome. I'm in love with you already. Big hug. Group hug. Big hugs. <laughs> Bye. Thank Bye, guys. you. From all of us here at the show, thanks for staying unwaxed. No! Kelly Clarkson! Be sure to download new episodes every Tuesday on Apple Podcasts, Spotify, or PodcastOne.com. Follow your hosts at Sophia Stallone and at Sistine Stallone. And be sure to follow the show at Unwaxed Podcast. Your producer is Will Sterling. We'll see you next week. If you thought you had to travel far to savor the Pad Thai of Bangkok, or to taste the pastries of Paris, take another look. With two times total points at grocery stores, your same kitchen can come with more cuisines. Sapphire Preferred from Chase. Make more of what's yours. Dollar up to $1,000 in purchases per month from November 1st, 2020 to April 30th, 2021. Account subject to credit approval. Cards issued by JPMorgan Chase Bank and a member FDIC. It's time for some straight talk. Look, we all know the sound. It happens. Your phone. You fumble it, crack it, splash it. Well, Straight Talk Wireless's new Platinum Unlimited plan includes phone protection that covers those kinds of mishaps. Just 65 bucks a month for unlimited talk, text, and data, plus more features, like 20 gigs of hotspot and 100 gigs of cloud storage, all on the best networks. Straight Talk Wireless only at Walmart. See mobile protect terms and conditions at assuring.com slash straight talk. Limitations and exclusions apply.